Welcome to Sharon Feelings. My name is Chris Sharon. Hey friends. Friends? Are we friends? I'd like to think so. Anyways, welcome to another episode. It is my pleasure to introduce Mr. Taylor Holbrook. As he enjoys a beautiful sunny day in Orlando, Florida, where he's currently living, we talk about his newfound excitement for the future. Taylor brings me back nine years when he first left his home in Utah for work and never looked back. He opens up about his separation from the Mormon faith and the delicate process of what he calls unlearning. He gives me a new perspective on embracing the uncomfortable. Taylor is dedicated, self-assured, and independent. Maybe too independent at times. But he shares with me his commitment to start putting himself out there. As we catch up, we laugh and learn and feel good talking as we find our way to meet in the middle. Enjoy. That's a long shift. Yeah, they're eight hours. I mean, it's a, it feels long to us, I think, like as performers. Like, <laughs> I well, I work. <laughs> like, I go in at night and I do two shows or whatever. But I guess you're right. Pretty, pretty standard. <laughs> <laughs> pretty normal for most people to work an eight hour yeah. day yeah I, I just started taking um I'm doing I'm doing school again I'm I'm studying okay. for a, an associate's degree in business management it's through this company union plus that my buddy told me about that if you're a part of a union then they are offering a free associate's degree and okay. I was like yeah you know I I've been struggling a bit to find structure to my day and I thought you know, maybe that would help me sort of at least plan out my days a little more. You know, I'd have work to do and so I could sort of build a schedule around it. And it has been definitely providing me that. And it's fun to learn in the sense that it's not necessarily relate. It keeps my mind busy, you know, but it it also is just like a lot of work. Yeah, definitely. I tell you, they're out of school as well, so I don't. I understand, and I I'm ready to be done. So I'm not I, jealous of you just getting started. Yeah, I I <laughs> I I think for some reason I like underestimated how much work it was going to be. It's also like I'm doing a full semester in eight weeks, so everything's just condensed. So it's just more oh, work. Yeah. I, it's just a lot of reading. It's nothing too crazy or anything. It's not hard. It just is like time consuming. And I think it's hard to, all minds online as well. It's hard to like focus sometimes when, I don't know, I I wish that I had more like lectures where like I could hear someone talk or that there was more content to like watch or listen to. It's very sidetracked by reading, especially on when I have like my books that are like, it's an ebook, so it's on my computer and on my computer I'm getting a message. I'm (laughs) getting a tweet. And it's like, I can't focus when when it's uh, on a device like that. Yeah, it's the worst. I, I couldn't imagine like being in high school or something like that during this time and like having to do online classes. I feel like you just get so much from being in the room with the teacher. Plus they like, you know, they give you like information that you need, you know, they focus on this, don't focus on that. Just like human interaction, you know, whereas I'm just, yeah, I can just get sucked into my computer and I really don't like spending time on my computer like in front of a screen all the time so and there's just no choice i just am always on it now yeah that's true it's that way i think for everybody and it's uh, definitely an adjustment yeah it takes a lot more especially doing school online i feel like yeah i agree it would be way hard to do as a kid like actual school because it requires so much um self-discipline like yeah <laughs> look at my phone for an hour don't like you have 
have to focus. True, in true. In school, you, they give that to you by being there and having a teacher. Exactly, you have no Just choice. in your room, that's gone. Oh, it's gone. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. And, like, I, I remind myself, like, I chose this, you know what I mean? Like, I, I am here because I chose this. You know, no one's forcing me to yeah. do it, so I can only, like, complain about it for too long, but... Dang, I, I I feel embarrassed sometimes. I embarrass myself sometimes that by how frustrated I get by the work that I'm doing. And it's like, bro, it's just it's it's we're talking about intro to business here. Like let's just relax. I was writing about it in my journal today, just like not to undervalue it or, or whatever, and it's important and what and everything, and I'm I'm proud of myself for, for doing the work, but you know, let's just take you know, put a little perspective into it that this maybe isn't worth getting so upset and down on myself for you know not finishing an assignment or something like within the first 24 hours like it's not even late and you're mad at yourself already <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah a little like, you don't need to hold yourself to that like I have a just, relax a little bit exactly <laughs> exactly it's like I it's funny how I sort of subconsciously chose this I think to you know put to the test all this you know life philosophy that I'm trying to carry out like I want to be more relaxed to be calm and have a calm approach to life and just sort of like really be grateful and take into the account the fact that you know, I have a lot to be thankful for, and there's very little in my life, fortunately, that I actually, you know, have to struggle with and suffer with. You know what I mean? Like, it's, right. I don't have to make a mountain out of a molehill. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so what, I, what, yeah, what, uh, what degree are you studying for? I don't know if I knew this. I'm studying hospitality management. Um, I started actually back in March. Like, I'm in an accelerated program as well. I already had my associates that I got back in like the normal time that people go to college when you're young and (laughs) I was studying musical theater back then and then I left to work and now I'm back in school I started in March it was supposed to be along with work which obviously didn't happen which in the end I'm kind of grateful for I'm almost done I only have eight more credits wow super super stoked to be wrapping that up I think I Technically, I'm done in May after my capstone is finished. Wow, that's great, man. That, that That's awesome. I, I'm so proud of you, dude. That's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, it's definitely not fun. Like, I get, <laughs> I get into my classes, and I don't want to do it, and I look at the work, and I don't want to do the reading, but I do feel like I am learning a lot, and it's been really enlightening, too, to, like, see how much I already know. Like, sure. I think so. School is great, but I also think experience is great, and I think I've had so many experiences that there's been several of these classes that I'm like, I already know this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I have to do the I have to do the assignment so that I get past the class. But like, I've lived this, I've worked this, I I know I know this work, and I'm more than qualified to like do this type of work. Yeah, the degree, but it'll be nice to have the degree. As yeah, well. I can imagine that a lot of people sort of go through that when they don't take the path of like doing a full degree right out of high school because you're right I think that it it is a balance of like the life experience and like I guess the physical education of it or whatever but yeah it's it's and I've been realizing this by talking to a few people just run into these issues of like I don't have this tangible degree or I don't have these specific jobs on my resume but I know how to do these things and I know how to work well with people and I would be an asset to this company but 
I don't ever get a chance to explain any of that because, you, you know, they're getting my resume and that's it, you know, and so... Right, you can never get your foot in the door. Yeah, and, and, and so I guess all the sacrifice and sort of relearning things that you already know is worth it in the sense that you'll have that title on your resume, I guess. Yeah, I think so, and kind of like what you were saying about it adding some type of structure to your life, like I started in March, I think my first week of class was like the week after everything closed, and we thought like, oh, we're going to be closed for two weeks, and then <laughs> that wasn't the case, but I think that made it kind of easier to devote time to. You know, can you believe that it is almost going to be a year since things just sort of came to a halt? I, I think about that, and I'm kind of sad about it but kind of you know a lot has happened we've done a lot you know but it's pretty crazy yeah man. it is crazy i feel like in some ways it's gone by really fast and then other times i'm like oh my god i can't believe it's not even been a year yet <laughs> <laughs> sure sure yeah depends um, on the day sometimes it feels fast sometimes it feels like it's going really slow i guess you're right yeah absolutely and so you're in florida right now but you were telling me that you're not sure if that's going to be for long yeah i um you know i moved out here i grew up in salt lake city it's all where all my family is still they all live out there and i moved out here in 2012 so it's coming up on i think it will actually be well i guess it was nine years on the 12th so last wow. two weeks ago i guess it's been nine years since i moved to florida wow i spent um some time traveling in between that but florida has been my like my base for nine years now and you moved there you moved there because of work is that why you left? Yeah, I got hired at Disney World, so okay. I, um, I was really, as a gay boy in Utah, like a young, I think I was 20, yeah, I would have been 20, I was 20 and gay and just finding myself in like Salt Lake City in Utah, is like not, it was really not for me anymore, and I was really looking for a way out, and, which is kind of funny, I feel like most people you talk to who work at Disney, like, their dream was Disney, and they wanted Disney, and that was always the plan, sure. and I was just like... Whatever was going to get me out of Utah first was going to be what I said yes to. So sure. it ended up being Disney, and um, it's been a good. It was a good eight years, and uh, now that I'm not working for the Disney company, I'm out here alone. I mean, I'm not alone. I have some good friendships and stuff, but all my core relationships are not in this area. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of realizing, you know, I think I'm like re reanalyzing like what's super important to me right now. And, I mean, as so many people are during this, like, you've been kind of been forced to uh, recalibrate. And now that I don't have that job, I just don't know if Florida is enough for me. And kind of moving away from work and experience being, like, my main driving force, I really want to spend more time around my family. And I want to put down roots and feel like something's a little more permanent than I've felt in the last eight years. Yeah. I'm the oldest of four, and my... When I moved away, I was 20, so all my siblings were still in high school at sure. that time, and my, my youngest brother is 10 years younger than me, so wow. he was only 10, <laughs> and so now now that there's been some time, like, it's been interesting to realize this year, as I've been able to spend some time at, at home in Utah around my family, that, like, the place I moved away from is not really the same place anymore, and, like, all my siblings are older and we are connecting now on an adult level, which is just kind of, I've always kind of been like, I don't like Utah. I don't want to be in Utah. Yeah. And now I'm kind of like reanalyzing that and kind of realizing that what I left all that time ago is not the same as what it is now. It might be a good time to give it a, a, a new chance and look at it in a new light. Mm-hmm. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Linodo. Founded in 2007 by creative director Jason Evage, Linodo offers beautifully bold, soft, and artisanal linen products for bed, bath, and home. From humble beginnings in Jason's apartment, Linodo now proudly operates out of their workshop in Westchester County, New York. Every piece is expertly measured, cut, and sewn by master technicians, washed with natural detergent, and shipped in a hundred percent plastic-free recycled packaging. Whether you need real linen sheets for a better night's sleep, linen tablecloths for your next dining event, or linen spa towels to rejuvenate your bath experience, Linodo has the products for you. For more information, visit www.linodo.com or on Instagram at linodo.com. who's closest to me in age is only two years younger than me so there were several times when we were like in school together mm-hmm. obviously in different grades but we were all really close her friends would come over and they were kind of my friends and my friends would be over and they were her friends and like I said my brother's 10 years younger than me so that was a little different than sure. my sister and I's relationship but my mom is one of seven obviously grew up in Salt Lake City where our family is all pretty much Mormon and they have big families, so <laughs> I have a ton of cousins, and they all lived pretty close by, too. So, yeah, I would say we were definitely closer than the typical family, which put a lot of pressure, I think, on me to behave in the way that, like, we were told to and the way that you were brought up to in church. And the Mormon um, in the Mormon faith, you get baptized when you're eight, and you don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to say anything bad about it, but I don't really feel like you have a lot of understanding of life or what you're committing to or agreeing to or saying that you believe in when you're wow, eight. Like, yeah. No matter how smart you are at eight, like you're only eight and those types of choices, so you just do what your parents tell you to do, you know? Of course. So we had some trouble a little bit in the middle. My parents had a bit of a hard time in the middle and they ended up getting divorced when I was in high school. It's kind of a crazy story, which we don't have to touch on if we don't have the time. But oh, they're, I, actually, I, they're actually remarried now. They, oh, wow. Um, <laughs> had a little rough patch in the middle when I was in high school, which was hard on all of me and my siblings, of course. So my youngest two siblings were, I think, a little bit young to kind of understand what was happening. And I was, like I said, a senior in high school and was just trying to get out of Utah and kind of coming into my own and realizing like who I was and what I wanted and how different that was from what anyone else in my family had even my cousins and stuff like I was really the first person kind of in all of my family who like moved away from their family we all of my mom's siblings have all usually stayed pretty close together or if they've moved they're like their kids move too do you know what I mean it's like nobody goes out on their own really sure yeah and so I was the first one who really did that and I'm really grateful that I did I don't think I would change anything I mean looking back at it yeah, but I mean, there's definitely some hard times, and I'm um, trying to figure out where I fit, and I think I really realized that I kind of didn't, <laughs> which is what drove me so far away, and I was still close with my siblings, like, we've always been close, and I've always kept in touch, but I really, really wanted to distance myself, like, from the, the Latter-day Saints, the Mormon community, and see um, some type of diversity and some other ideas and some something that felt a little more... I guess true to who I was. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, what was it like? Because I was raised Catholic, and, you know, in, in the sense that 
we went to church every Sunday and, uh, you know, I was an altar server and, you know, went to Sunday school and did the things that you were supposed to do that everybody else who was Catholic in my, you know, neighborhood did. And, and like, but I never really connected with it. Even as I got older, the only thing I really started to enjoy about it was like playing music and singing and stuff like that, which I realized in hindsight was not actually me identifying with the faith it was just me realizing that i wanted to perform (laughs) and uh you know and then by the time i i got to college and i was sort of given the choice whether or not i wanted to go to church you know i I think i remember going like a a handful of times and then i sort of woke up one day and i was like what why am i why am i doing this you know and then i just really never went back and so I never really was connected to it, but also I think I was fortunate to be around a lot of different religious communities, a lot of different sort of kinds of people as as much as you can be in the suburbs outside of Philadelphia, you know what I mean? Like, I, But what was it like sort of being in a community that was Mormon, that was one way, that, that not yeah, for... I think- yeah. I think saying that it is one way is like a very good way to describe it there. Everyone is kind of doing the same thing. And there's a very clear like life trajectory, especially for men where you're supposed to go on a mission, like right after you go to high school and then you're supposed to get married. There's kind of like these standard steps that you do. And I, it was weird coming to Florida and thinking that like all these diverse people (laughs) were kind of odd but they all thought that like my his my culture my history was odd <laughs> so it's kind of a flip of that but yeah it's definitely it's very similar everyone kind of has the same goals you kind of do everyone kind of does what their parents did there's lots of family businesses and you know the boy is just supposed once he's older he works with the dad and once the dad's gone he his son works with them there's lots of that and just kind of a very clear path in the culture and I think part of it is the religion and part of it is just the culture like it's hard to separate the two when it's so concentrated in like the area of Utah that the lines kind of blur of like well what's the actual church teachings and what's the actual church and what is just the culture that we have created that is a result of the church but is it the church and I mean I can only speak to like my experiences I've obviously not lived in Utah in a long time and I, I'm sure things have changed and that other people's experiences might not be mine but my city my community was very um, kind of cookie cutter when you grow up you kind of learn that from a very young age of like these are the steps that I need to take to to make a good life and to get into heaven after this life and there's not a lot of it's very clear <laughs> there's yeah. not a lot of room for interpretation as far as like that goes as far as what is the right thing to do it's pretty uh, cut and dry I would say from my experience and fraying off of that because everybody's trying to stay so steadfast on this path and everybody is in such close community together and everyone has the same beliefs like it's very clear when someone is falling off of that and everybody knows and everybody's talking about it even though they are all falling off in their own different ways. Of course, yeah. Well, it's kind of like what you mentioned when I was sort of telling you about my experience with school as of late, which is like holding myself to this impossible standard and these expectations that I have. You know, I don't exactly know where that started, but it is that that concept that if you live your life expecting to be, you know, straight and narrow, right down the middle of the road constantly 24-7, then I imagine the, the, the more that builds up, if you slip up at all or teeter at all, then 
the weight or the devastation that results must be just so difficult to deal with. Yeah, it can be. And I think there's a lot of, a lot of it is about appearance, at least again, from my experience, whether there's problems going on in your life or you have different beliefs, what matters is that you go to church and you, everybody sees you there and the appearance is that everything's fine. Yeah. And then you'll deal with it. Uh, it is really, it sounds cliche, but from the Book of Mormon, the musical, they say, turn it off. You know, that's really kind of my experience anyway. Like, don't talk about it. Don't mention it. Deal with it yourself. Keep it private. And just if you show, if you appear that you have it all together, eventually you will. Now, since we've had my parents, like I said, were divorced and now are back together, there was obviously some. In Mormonism, you don't really get divorced. Like, families are for forever. And they really don't like that. Like, they really tried very hard to make my parents not like before they could even get divorced, they had to go through like a church council. It was like wow. mandatory. And they basically were like, you shouldn't get divorced. It'll tear your family apart. Blah, blah, blah. I think in the end, it really made our family stronger. Like our story is pretty unique, but it's definitely better for it. Like I think my parents, like they got married, not real. they got married when they were really young and they were only 23, I think. And I, what the hell did I know when I was 23? Nothing. So I can't really blame them for <laughs> having a rough patch and trying to figure out like they were still just kids when they got married and started the family so of yep. course they're still learning and growing to go to to be done and since that and me being gay and all these things have happened since we were young and i wouldn't really say any of my family especially my siblings really identify with the mormon church anymore at all okay. but all my cousins and stuff do we're really the only one who's i guess fallen away you might say but that's not really how i think of it sure. uh, but it is funny now to this day like i have several friends i mean i'm all, i'll be 30 this year and i have several friends whose parents are like going on their 70s or like late 60s and mine are like 53 <laughs> right <laughs> right and they're not having health problems sure uh, yeah. which i'm really grateful for so i guess that's something i would say is like i'm glad that i have so many years as an adult with my parents that they're like healthy and good we went to Amsterdam last year I guess it was two years now and it was 2018 but um my parents went to Amsterdam with me and my sister and we rode bikes all through the city and like that's something that they could not probably can't do in 10 more years or wouldn't Mm. want to do and like it was just fine and there was no question that that would be a a problem do you know what I mean we just went to Europe and we rode trains to Paris and we rode bikes around Amsterdam and it was it was great I feel like I tried really hard for a long time to not be gay. Like, I tried. I never was the type of person who was just like, I'm gay, you have to accept me. Uh, <laughs> this is who I am, and I'm loud and proud. Like, right. it took me a really long time to get to that type of uh, self-awareness, I guess. And I tried really hard for that not to be the truth for most of the time. I would say all of the time that I was in high school. When I, when I started doing um, theater and like doing choir and singing and stuff I started to meet other people who like we never talked about it in high school but uh, we started to meet other people who were more like you whether we were going to say out loud that we were gay or not like Mm. it was just more of a connection who had similar interests in you who yeah I guess we're just there was just more of a connection there with that type of people so I started spending more time doing theater and I, I decided that I wanted to go to high to um, college to do theater and when I started college I 
I came out to my closest friends and my family like right before I started college and then I wanted to start college not having to make any more relations not having to make any more connections or build any more relationships that I was eventually going to have to come out to them right I right. didn't want to come out anymore I wanted to just every new person I met was going to know or maybe not even as like broad as that like they were going to know but like I wasn't going to hide it anymore sure it... I still don't think I was on the level of like hey this is the first thing you should know about me. Sure. But, and I don't and I don't think it is now. Like, there's so many other parts about me that are more defining than I think me being gay. But I decided I made, like, a conscious, conscious choice that that was no longer going to be something that I tried to hide. Yeah. I, I wish that I would have done that a lot sooner because I think it has saved me a lot of sadness, I guess, in a way, because there's always this fear when you are coming out to people that they're not going to accept it. And then what? And then you feel bad and that makes that doesn't help because they have a bad view of you and you're trying to come into yourself and have a better view of yourself and so when you're not accepted that way that that, that is not helpful yeah and uh, get rid of that barrier i guess by just saying you know if you have a problem with this then i guess we're not going to be friends from the get-go instead of having to like have that breakdown after a relationship has already formed i think was a, a really good technique of like not getting hurt yeah, I mean, did you experience any of those moments where people sort of rejected who you were? Yeah, um, quite a bit with most of my high school friends who were not girls. Like, with I played volleyball in high school, and like I was a, I wasn't a jock, but I mean, I'm six foot three, so of course I had to play basketball whether I was good at it or not. <laughs> I was sure. involved in sports, and um, I had quite a few friends who were definitely more the more traditional um, man in the sense of Mormonism and in the sense of just like what activities guys should be interested in <laughs> and um, yeah we definitely are like that ended pretty quickly as soon as I came out they wanted really nothing to do with me which I thought was interesting because I've always kind of viewed coming out as like me being more honest with you like me respecting you enough to like share with you this big part of my life and wanting you to be a part of it it's always interesting to me when like people are like well you're not the same person I thought you were it's like no (laughs) this is the person that I always have been I'm just now letting you in on it and I've I've thought about that before and tried to figure out like why do we as a society as religion like why do we put like an importance on that and I think it really just comes down to like being different and being like things that are different and things that are unknown to you are scary and until you have some experience with that you don't you just that you don't have any experience with it so of course like how do you know to believe anything other than what your church is telling you Mm. that these people are sinners and they're evil they're damned or whatever the teachings say which are arguably like it's a bit of a stretch anyway talking about homosexuality in regards to religion there's not much there as Mm. far as i know but um there is this kind of like oh well it's wrong and it's bad and that's what i've been told and then telling you it's kind of like an unlearning thing i feel like like Mm. and i've felt that way with my family like they learned to not accept gay people and to not believe that they were right and not to believe that that was natural and like the more time i mean it just takes time the more time that i was around them the more comfortable i was with who i was around them the more they realized that it's not different and that just as to you being straight is like far down on the list of things that you would describe yourself as <laughs> like mm-hmm. obviously it's part of who you are but it's not anything that stands out mm-hmm. and I feel like being gay isn't really either but we're just still around people who don't have that much exposure I guess or don't if you don't know a gay person and you don't know someone who just is 
themselves and has no problems with it, then you might have a different perspective. Or what do you base that off of, you know, just whatever you're told. Yeah, and I, I, I think that's why it's so valuable to do exactly what you did, you know, just like get up and go, you know, just go to a new place and be around new people and break out of just what you call normal and just experience life. Yeah, definitely. And I think you have to put yourself... I think a lot of learning is putting yourself in a situation where you're not super comfortable to learn and to understand other people and where they're coming from. Like, sure, you might be a little bit uncomfortable with whatever they're bringing to you, but the more you sit in it, the more comfortable it gets and the more you begin to understand them and their perspective. And it, it takes time. I really think that is the biggest thing is like, you can't shut down something as being wrong or bad or not for you or against you or whatever until you have time to really think about it. I think being agile is like, especially in the last year, has been turned into such an important skill set. And I've seen it. I've seen friends of mine who are not, have not been agile and for whatever reason didn't have the skill set to adapt and adjust to or like continuing to have a hard time with everything and not being able to move forward with something better for them you have to adapt you have to change to your environment and in an environment that's always changing right now who knows what even next week is going to look like you know it's a survival skill in many ways i think even though i was gay and obviously not following the trajectory of like the the faith that I was raised in, there was still parts of the culture that felt like I needed to do. Like, so when I moved down to Florida, I felt like I needed to be in a relationship, <laughs> which I didn't need to. I was just getting to know myself, but I like jumped into this relationship because I thought it was like the right thing to do. And that's what you did once, you know what I mean? I, there were still parts of me that thought and felt like to be successful and to prove that. I was doing good, I needed to be in a relationship, sure. and uh, that was definitely not the case, and I think that I'm very independent, and I like, I, I really do like being, not being alone, obviously, I don't like to be lonely, but I like having independence. There hasn't been a time since then that I have been actively, like, trying to be in a relationship, mm-hmm. and I don't think that I am, like, destined to be alone or anything, but I think that being in a relationship for some people is really great, and the it benefits their life and is prosperous and good for them, then that's great. But I don't think that all relationships are that way, and I don't think that you need to be in a relationship to be successful or prosperous, which I think is a new belief of mine, and I've grown, but I realize that, and I, I think that someday I probably will be, and I'll find someone that I really want to be with, but I think I used to feel like I needed to be with somebody. Now I don't feel that at all, which... <laughs> makes it hard for me to want to be with somebody because I, I, I guess I'm a little picky now. Sure, no, I, I feel that. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, I'm just kind of lucky that I get to be with Kristen because I think that I fall into that category of feeling like, you know, without a relationship, what am I doing, you know? And I think, yeah. I don't know if that was like a conscious thought of mine when I was younger, but for whatever reason, when I was pretty young you know i started thinking about like i guess it's just you know if everybody else is doing it kind of thing like you know everybody's getting a girlfriend you know it's middle school and everybody's got a girlfriend and all my friends have had their first kiss and all this stuff and it's like well you know well i need to do that you know and and i think a byproduct of that was me feeling like it was 
a part of my life. Like without pursuing a relationship or being in a relationship that I was, uh, that I didn't have as much or I didn't have as much as I needed. And I didn't really come to the realization that that wasn't necessary until like I was already with Kristen, you know? So I was like, well, I can't really, you know, uh, change my mind about all of this, you know, but like, that's why I'm so lucky that it just sort of worked out that way because we get to sort of support each other's individuality while still building the partnership, which I think is super valuable, but I respect and admire you for the situation that you're in, that you're finding this confidence and love within yourself. It makes me feel like you sort of got there on your own. You know what I mean? Like, I I know that, that obviously that's not completely true, but like, damn, man, you're, you're cool. You're fucking awesome. (laughs) Thank you. I do feel that way. I do like everything that I have accomplished in all of my, not that I haven't had support systems, but like, everything that I've experienced, all the opportunities that I've had, like, I made happen for me. I didn't have anybody really helping me. Not that my family was not supportive, but my dad's parents were very much, um, I don't know the right words to say. Not that they weren't supportive, but they were very much, once you turn 18, like, you're a man now, and you have your life now, and you build your family now. And my family was that way as well. Like, the day I turned 18, or very shortly after, my parents signed my car insurance into my name like I <laughs> like I was res- I was responsible for myself from like a very young age compared to some other some other people's upbringing I was not coddled at least as an adult I've, I've always had support when I when I needed it but I've also been very pushed to make a life of my own and figure out things for myself and sure I'm honestly trying a little bit to be open to not being so headstrong in that way and to not being so independent because I, not that I push people away, but I think that I, I can sometimes push off the need for a lot of close relationships and a lot of potential romance, I guess, because I just don't feel like I need it. So I'm trying to like allow myself to break that down a little bit and allow it whether I need it or not maybe it would be fun to have it or beneficial to have it and I I think there might be some value now as I get older of like allowing space for something else to happen I think part of me like hasn't allowed that because I didn't feel like I needed it still don't feel like I need it I'm getting to a point now where I think it it could be nice to have and I think I need to allow some self-adjustment Sure, yeah. I mean, it might be kind of exciting in the place that you're in right now. You know, maybe you can sort of dabble in these things that you haven't really opened yourself up to, knowing that you have such a strong foundation in who you are and knowing that you're not going to let yourself sort of get into some situation or be with somebody that you don't actually want. Because I think like what I'm hearing you're saying is like, you know, you're, you're fully aware that you don't obviously don't need a partner to flourish because you've done that over the last you know 10 years as an adult or whatever and but it might be kind of fun to like experiment with wanting that and and what and and what that could feel like I, I definitely even at this point am sort of on the opposite side of you in sort of struggling not struggling I'm I'm challenging myself to introduce more and more independence into my life and and really looking internally and being like is this what I want is this a choice that I'm making or was it put there by somebody else along the way? 
Yeah, so I really admire all the work that you've done to be in the place that you're in, and, and maybe we can <laughs> help each other out, get get to a more of an equilibrium. <laughs> What would be sort of your ideal life? Just in terms of everything we've been talking about, you know what I mean? I, it was a question that came to my mind somewhere along the way in our conversation, and I'm excited to know what you have to say. Yeah, you know, I guess that's not something I have thought about, at least recently. I feel like so much of life, and I, I mean, you can probably relate to that too as a performer. There's so much, especially as a performer who's like kind of doing contract after contract and just kind of taking whatever opportunity might present itself it can be hard sometimes to plan more than a year out even a year if you're lucky you know yeah um, so I, I really don't know if I've given like a thought like where I see myself in four years or, I will, or whatever whatever time you want to put on it but I, I think I think more about it and like how I want to feel rather mm. than like what I want my life to look like I guess you could say like oh I want to live in the city and I want to have two kids and a wife and I want to have this type of car and I want to have this job and whatever I don't really see that but I would love to feel like whatever I'm doing is important and is helping other people and is gives me some validation and some sense of purpose and I would love to feel comfortable with somebody else and wanting to build a life together and being comfortable with letting that not look like what it's supposed to look like conventionally I guess Mm. I think a lot of my life has been realizing that I am different and that I want different things and I think as I realize that realizing it doesn't mean that I necessarily I guess accept it you know what I mean like there's still part of me somewhere that wishes (laughs) that I could and wanted to just follow something easier Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> I, I... It's been really nice to talk to you. I feel like I don't talk that much about like uh, my feelings, which I know is kind of the whole purpose of the podcast, <laughs> you know, sharing feelings. I think that, like I mentioned earlier, there really was growing up like a, a turn-it-off mentality. And no matter how far away I get from that lifestyle and like the things I was raised to believe, there's still like some things that are like instilled in you I guess as as a kid as you're being formed of like your fundamentals what you believe and what you don't believe and I we grew up thinking like we don't need to talk not everything needs to be talked about you can just handle things on your own and it's it's good to talk and I've known that but I, I don't I still just because I know that doesn't mean that I practice that yeah. it's good to do it to talk more often and to um, kind of dive into why we think the way we think and how we feel and why at least for me, I was kind of forced to think about what was important to me and what changes I wanted to make rather than just getting up and doing the same thing I had always been doing every day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm excited to see sort of where you end up and what decisions you sort of make in the near future because it seems like some are coming. Yeah, definitely. It's been interesting. Um, I think as performers, there's kind of this idea of like following your dream and being true to the struggle of the artist you know and there's part of part of um part of me now i think that we'd like the performer and the, the so-called gypsy style for so long and think that i could again and obviously that was all kind of soft now but i'm not opposed to continuing to perform it's definitely a passion of mine but I've, i think i'm kind of moving away from the idea that 
all I am is a performer and all my career could be is a performer, you know. There's other things that I like and there's I like working on a computer and I like I like other things. And I think I think as a society we kinda of focus so much on like pick your profession and it has to be one profession. And like <laughs> yeah. I just I'm kinda of moving away from that and I'm open to trying some other things right now and if they in the end make me feel the way that performing has made me feel in these last years I don't think that that is any less of my passion than performing has been you yes. know I, mean? I think it's okay to change and to look at other interests and I'm, I'm excited to be doing that as yeah. I finish school and as I think about moving and just, I mean, I'm really getting excited as opposed to being afraid of the change I think I'm moving into that, that part of it where it's kind of fun and I, I think I thought for a while too that like I shouldn't give up on performing. I've invested so much time in performing. And I'm not giving up on it, but I am kind of thinking about moving to it as less of a career and more of uh, something I like to do with my friends for fun when I can. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that there might there might be some value in that too. So we'll see how it all shakes out. But yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm very grateful for you, man. Thanks, Chris. You too, man. It's been really nice chatting with you about all this. It has been super nice, and we'll have to catch up again soon and play some games soon. Yeah, yeah, please. I'll have a game night. <laughs> okay, good. All right, sounds good. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Yeah.